What is up, everyone? And welcome to We'd Like to Talk with your pals, Hal. And Jamal. And welcome to 2021. Woo! Today we're going to... Ref- <laughs> I can't Honestly, I can't believe we made it. <laughs> Today we're talking about our highlights from 2020 for me and Haley and the things that we've learned, uh, you know, in this really crazy, difficult year and trying to polish up you know, a turd of some of the stuff that we will continue to take forward with us into 2021 and beyond, really. Oh, God, I love that polish up the turd. <laughs> That's true. You know, find the um, the silver lining in a year that was all around challenging and new and in some moments scary. Um, but there was definitely some good things. And so today we're going to talk about those. Why not? it's what we deserve after the year that we've had to be honest it is exactly what we deserve so as we all know 2020 was weird it was hard it was different than any year i've ever lived through i can say and it presented a lot of new challenges both on a personal level and a global scale um and i think it really forced us as humanity to um to pivot and to learn how to rethink the things we do on a daily basis and every person in every industry in every city in every community was affected some way somehow or another by one at least of the many things that happened this year, whether it be COVID, whether it be, ugh, I mean, we don't even need to go on, but, you know, <laughs> global don't, economic. Don't. No, no, please, no. <laughs> we don't need to list it. Everyone knows what happened this year, but um, you know, some some things changed in a positive way for me. Like the effects of some of the the big things that were hard forced growth for me and forced. Um, just new ways of approaching different situations. And, you know, some of those shifts, like I said, were pretty positive for me. And I think I've, as this new year has happened, a lot of people have been reflecting very publicly and there has been a lot of positive that's happened. And so I kind of wanted to use this space to talk about those good things that happened this year and carry that into how we approach 2021. Definitely. I I had a really hard year when I think about, all of the different things that we went through professionally, as well as all of the things that I went through personally, and then, you know, wider everything else that happened. I'm really grateful to be able to feel excited and hopeful for, you know, the future in general. And I know that it is cliche to think that the calendar changing somehow changes things, but I think that it just is like getting the next chance. I think like we're very cemented as a community as a culture into the calendar and the end of the year kind of wrapping things up and so it really is the next page and and I think like for me it did the very same thing I started 2020 really wanting to focus on my mental health and some of the things that I had um you know that I kept doing in my life or that things that I kept around me that didn't serve me anymore Mm -hmm. and it took the the intricacies of 2020 and all of the difficult things but specifically being shut in my house for eight months or however long to really realize how much of uh, a pattern I was in I guess or how much of a um 
a routine and not to say that routine is a bad thing, but I didn't notice how much of my routine I kept around just because I felt like I, it's what I was supposed to be doing yeah. versus what I really wanted to be doing. Yeah. I think it's interesting when I reflect back on what my goals were for, for 2020, they were pretty focused on external things like work and social things that I wanted to accomplish. And there wasn't too much of the like internal work, which is fascinating because that's what I feel like the focus of this year has turned into for me. It's been a lot of lessons and in, in growing. And like you said, for me, my day-to-day -day routine changed up dramatically when all of a sudden I wasn't leaving my house. Essentially these four walls that I'm sitting in right now for eight, nine months. <laughs> like <laughs> I think you and I can both relate on the fact that we are extremely extroverted social beings. And um, I won't speak for you, but for me, my whole life, um, I've had a very full calendar. And when it's not full, if it's just 30 minutes, I go to a bar, I go to a local shop, a coffee shop, I do something that's in the community and just like need to be around people and fill my space that way. And to not have that this year, it made me really figure out who I am when that stuff is no longer there. <laughs> and it that's like some serious, pivoting right there of like my perspective no longer being what can I do to feel good right now that is involves somebody else or someplace else or something else all of a sudden okay I'm stuck at home um what can I do to fill me up and how can I reinvent that every day when my environment doesn't change and that was huge you know like I I've become a really I think I think I can say this I feel like I've become more grounded and more emotionally secure in a lot of things because I've had to sit with boredom. I've had to sit with frustration and I can't um, use my normal vices to distract. <laughs> and especially in a year when there's been so much turmoil um, and I'm someone who's struggled, struggled with anxiety a lot these last couple of years, I had to really figure out how to not let myself get totally caught up in the fear of everything that was happening and find ways to self-soothe and relax and enjoy life from inside a house slow down and it, i'm glad to say now as i've entered this new year that like i actually feel really good about it i don't miss going out as much as i did at all i'm not craving those things that i felt like i couldn't live without back in march of 2020. do you relate yeah. to any of that i definitely do i think like i had it feels a little bit like i had been running for who knows how long <laughs> apparently my entire life and yeah. then it was like I, I as soon as i was forced to sit down all of the things that i thought i was running toward running with running beside etc were not really there it just was like kind of me making making things more important i guess in my life or like prioritizing things in my life that i thought you know to your point that's what that's what you do when you have a gap in your schedule or something and yeah. and it really made me understand better about my own the the way that i navigate then my community and understanding mm -hmm. that um you know specifically with some of the racial tension um conversations that happened and my work-life balance just like ceasing to exist to a certain extent of just like if i'm not you know it's very different when you're physically in the office and that's when you work but like waking yeah. up in the same room 
that you spend all day in that you then like have to come back to. And it's like every time I would open the door to go to sleep, I would start thinking about work regardless of like, you know, how good of a work day I felt like I had or how long before I decided to go to bed that I stopped working. And so being able to like learn about yourself like that in that way, in this environment that it's like you don't have other options. I think that that is something that I didn't realize I was missing. I, I suppose like I've, I've had, you know, I moved out of my parents' house when I was 17 and I moved to the Middle East. And it's like, since then that I was out on my own, I've just kind of been full steam ahead and like no questions asked and (laughs) take no prisoners kind of like vibe of just like doing me. Mm-hmm. And in that, I think I I lost sight of why that like push was important. Like, why did I need to um, hustle the way that I did or like, you know, make the connections or be yeah. out, et cetera. And I'm learning then the things that I do care about, like my community and the people in my community and art and all of these things that are like so inaccessible now, but just like accessible in a different way, I guess. Definitely. Yeah, it's interesting. I I think that hustle and that grind is something that our culture has, whether we know it or not, it's what's the norm. It's what we're expected to do. It's like when you go to college and you get out of college and you get your first job, you're just like in that cycle. That's just like, go, 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 grind, grind, grind. And we're now, I mean, I'm 30 and 31, actually. (laughs) Forgot how old I am. Happy birthday. um, (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it's the first time that I've been like, oh, whoa, like, I feel like I should use this time to learn how to do something that is um, different from my work skills and talents. Like I had this huge epiphany um, a couple months into quarantine (laughs) um, that was brought on by smoking a lot of weed and looking at my close friends around me, because I'm the only one in my like small circle that works in tech or basically digital media. Like I don't really have very many close friends that do anything similar to me. And I was looking at everybody else and how they were having to adapt, specifically my partner. And her work is all very hands-on and physical like labor work. And um, I all of a sudden realized, okay, if the world as we know it changes or ends or whatever, and the internet or like advertising and marketing and graphic design is no longer considered important. What do I have to offer? (laughs) Which was the first time in my life, which I hate to admit, but I I had really had to sit down with that and be like, oh my God, like, what else can I do? What else do I want to do? Like, I mean, I remember when the quarantine lockdown first happened, the big one that was like, okay, I was too scared to even go to the grocery store. I was like, we need to figure out how to make food. And (laughs) they panicked because I was like, I don't know how to make food. I don't know how to grow food. Um, And so little things like that started this kind of bigger movement in my mind of like, what's important? What can I offer this planet? What can I take from this planet to make myself a more adaptable, helpful, responsible human being? Um, And just realizing, putting all that light on these parts of me that I never have put a light on before was pretty monumental for me, I think, just in like, how did I grow up this year? Um, And it also like, it was crazy because that was happening at the same time where Blackbird specifically and cannabis as a whole industry was basically booming. And so I was working a lot, but at the same time feeling this disconnection from like 
the world, like the capitalistic world that we're in and just like bigger society, all of it. I was like going through this dichotomy of like disconnection and also hyper connection. And it was a really wild time. But I think what came out of that is like massive growth. I now feel like I understand what I'm good at. I understand the areas I want to get better. And um, it forced me to connect with like other humans in a way that I feel I never had before. I just, I didn't care that much. And now I feel like, what did my ancestors do? I would like get high in the summer. I'd get off work. <laughs> I'd go outside. I like intentionally had to create space for myself so that, like you said, there was a little bit of a different part of my day because otherwise you're sitting in this room all day and it all feels the same. So I go outside, roll a joint, lay in the grass, look at the sky. It feels so cheesy, but like I did that almost mm -hmm. every single day of the summer. And next thing you know, I'm thinking about like my ancestors. I'd never thought about my ancestors before in a, in a real way, in a tangible way. And like thinking about who's going to come after me and what can be the thing that I contributed to my family line, which is like, I don't know. It was a really big thing for me. And it felt weed was a huge part of that. And having to create a routine was a part of that. And I don't know. I'm very thankful for those lessons. Yeah, it is powerful. We have, sitting there and having a moment where you realize at, at once you are both a tiny speck on this earth that is only here for a flash of a moment. And at the same time, it has taken thousands of people, thousands of years to get you where you are. Right, right. That is the exact thing. That explanation this year has been on the top of my mind in every moment. Honor everything and also to realize that nothing matters is like this perplex, <laughs> I don't know, overhanging that's just been on my right. mind. Right. There's nothing I can do that like really in the long run um, will, will, you know, it, all of it is a blip yeah. in the grand view of the cosmos. And so finding like-minded people and building a network and a community with them has become my passion. Yeah. Yeah. The community that I have felt and built and established deeper this year has been a huge positive of of 2020s um, ramifications, you know, like um, something that I, that really sticks out in my mind. And I think will always stick out in my mind when I reflect on the year 2020 was the moments and the weeks and the months following George Floyd's death and the way Instagram for me, at least and my audience that I connect with there, it turned into an educational space where people were coming together and organizing and activating and I found all these people that felt like like-minded people like me across the entire country doing work that I was able to learn from and a lot of cases donate money directly to certain people that were doing even better work. And all of a sudden, Instagram became this awesome resource. And, you know, a lot of non-awesome stuff goes on there all the time too. But in that moment for me, like I found so many other people who I believe in and who are doing awesome work and also, you know, correlated to the political season we just went through, like there was a lot of stuff going on to take in. And obviously having a resource where you could talk about that kind of stuff with people who in my case were more educated than me, more experienced. And like, I was able to just slide into their DMS and like make a friend or learn more about what they were talking about was really impactful on my year. Um, and I think same in the cannabis industry, I've made a lot of friends on the internet this year through attending things like, um, oh my G just sessions and like 
just all sorts of random events, even some like DJ club parties I've gone to on the internet. I've made a lot of friends and new people are in my network now. And I think that's been a really cool blessing, if you will, from this year. This episode of We'd Like to Talk is brought to you by Old Pal Shareable Cannabis. Old Pal is known for making affordable cannabis that harkens back to a time before everything was so complicated. As Old Pal puts it, it's just weed, man. Head over to blackbirdgo.com to find Old Pal near you. get into some more anecdotal like fun stuff of of what kept us pumping during the year of 2020 and i'm curious because all i know i shouldn't say that but the majority of what i know of you at least during this last year has been work we haven't you know done the same things we did prior to covid where we would go out and have a beer and catch up about life so what was something anecdotally that was fun or brought some joy or relief into your life this year um i in the last year it really was (laughs) therapy but just getting over uh a lot of my own insecurities around being open about my mental health and about some of the things i experience um as a result of my mental health and kind of addressing my coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. i have stopped drinking oh this year um, and for, I mean, for the most part, you know, I still let loose, but this, I, I've had, um, yeah, I, I was a drink a day person and now I've had one, no, maybe two nights of drinking in the last eight months. And so wow. it's a really big, um, shift that made me realize a lot of things about, you know, just other aspects of, of my, uh, mental health. And so. Yeah. Very grateful for that. A little bit more joyous. I learned that I love mullets um, (laughs) and that I cannot cut my own hair um, and that it's always best to uh, find a professional to do those things for you. So, Especially a cute one. Am I right? Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't hurt that he's easy on the eyes. (laughs) No, but and and I did um, find a man that I started dating and we met, you know, online the way you do. But it has been um, for the like last half of the year, a really big part of just the way that I'm thinking about the future and things and the way that I'm thinking about what I learned this year. Mm. Um, He is really great. And I just... I think that because of the physical difference, like it forces people to get to know each other a lot more than previously. And it's mm-hmm. like, we could have, you know, burned out very quickly just by moving too fast. And I was very intentional about how um, I approached him and how I approached uh, our relationship. And it has been really fulfilling in a way that I have wanted for a really long time so it really like it it made me let go (laughs) of again like those insecurities and shit so 
Yeah, well, that's amazing. And I'm crying <laughs> and <laughs> I'm so happy for you because that's amazing. And I think finding um, a person in this year, I can't imagine. I'm, um, <laughs> I think it is a trend that is starting to become a bigger one, the mullets entering the end of 2020. And I am here for it. Yeah. I also, um, a fun memory from 2020, I shaved my brother's head into a mullet. And he has kept it for all of the year. So I feel like mullets are saving people. In Hell yeah, <laughs> it's true. Saving people, getting them dates, getting them boyfriends. You Great, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a really good thing. Um, something that I found joy in, a couple things. Okay, puzzles, number one. I know it's like a silly thing. I feel like doing a puzzle has been some sort of mental relief stress relief it's been really nice and i it turns out it feels like problem solving in some weird little way and i really like that and so i've been doing a puzzle nonstop since covid started and it's felt really nice so therapeutic for me awesome and then i also um i bought a bass guitar oh cool a couple months into quarantine because I was like, hell, I need a hobby. We've been in this thing for months now. It's time to like learn something new. And I've always been attracted to the bass guitar. Um, I think when people like slap it and play groovy bass lines, I'm like so attracted to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, screw it, I'm going to do it. Um, and it's been really fun learning. And uh, I'm not very good yet, but I really get into <laughs> it. <laughs> I love that. I don't have a lot of things like that that I like. Yeah, I don't have a lot of hobbies, unfortunately. I love video games. So I mm -hmm. did build myself a really nice gaming computer this year. Um, that was cool because I've always loved like tech as well. So being able to go through that and learn how to build a computer was exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but outside of that, I like wanted to take up cross stitching. And like there's another I'm looking because of the remnants of my um, <laughs> forgotten hobbies. Um, and that's when I learned that I have ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> totally relatable. A lot of things started, not a lot of things finished for me. Um, yeah. And that's been the story of my life. So I'm trying to do better at that. And I think maybe that's what the puzzling is doing is like, I can't look at that puzzle sitting in the table in our dining room. Right. Unfinished without feeling chaos and responsibility which is funny that like i can leave chores undone for weeks but like that right. puzzle i'm like i need to finish it now <laughs> it's the instant gratification because like you see it i think that that's yeah, what, yeah i feel like i need to go buy a puzzle right now oh i'm gonna tell you which ones piecework puzzles actually maybe Piece don't start there because they're stone. they're the highest quality most gorgeous puzzles yeah i just love them but they are very difficult so maybe start with a different one but well, what's, um, a, what's a beginner puzzle you suggest i'd say if like you're gonna just get tiptoed just start with a 500 piece okay don't start, start with a thousand pieces okay i love that you're taking notes I um am. another huge thing for me that's been a really joyful shift is my relationship with weed has really yeah. grown up and evolved and like i said earlier like a daily practice was okay when i'm done with work when I feel like I need to de-stress, like I'm going to roll a joint. And like, that was fun for me because I was practicing how to do that. Something I've always wanted to do was be like the friend in the group that can like roll the perfect joint. Um, so like, How's that going? I, I've gotten really good at it. I will say like, I wow. feel, I feel proud of my joints now. They're not like scrawny <laughs> and like squishy. They're, they're perfectly 
coned. Um, but obviously still room for improvement. But anyways, like having that become habitual, you know, kind of like a nightly ritual was was really nice. I looked forward to it. And then also my tolerance and my experience with smoking weed, like just became a lot better and smoother and easier. And it was a huge help for me, stress relief wise and anxiety relief wise towards the beginning of COVID because I, like I mentioned, very prone to anxiety when, and I have asthma, as I know you do, something we both can stress over. <laughs> <laughs> and when COVID hit, I was like pretty panicked for a consistent couple weeks. Like I really wasn't doing well. And I was very scared and was very scared because I'd heard stories of 30 year olds dying who had asthma from COVID very easily. And I was like, Jesus, like that's me. Like I, you know, anyway, so I was panicking and smoking weed felt a little scary, but I got into a routine of edibles and tinctures and all these things. And all of a sudden I just felt like very at peace with things. And when I wasn't feeling at peace, when I was feeling stressed, I would turn to those things that I had learned. I mean, specific strains and products that made me feel good. And I just like would put my foot, my phone down, go to that puzzle and just like totally disconnect and feel at peace. And it just like, I don't know, it's, it's become a very, it's, I mean, weeds just become more medicinal for me this year than it has ever before. And I'm really enjoying that. It feels really good. Yeah, I think, you know, the the quarantine in general just forced my view of like any kind of substance because that's when I decided I wanted to stop drinking. Like I felt like being locked in a room with alcohol was probably not the best thing for somebody like me. And so, but at the same time, I was buying more and more weed. Yeah. And before quarantine, I would really smoke to like get to the same level as being drunk, just like out of my mind a little bit. And I, you know, was aware of the benefits of like microdosing and all of these things, but I never considered them or like thought to break up the way that I consume cannabis at all because I just was like, it's 420 somewhere, let's like rip it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, this year it had a similar effect and and I think like being in the cannabis industry we have a lot more exposure to just information about the plant in general and the different cannabinoids and terpenes but also the products that have those things in them and how to really tailor your experience um, and I think that you know I never really thought too much about my own consumption though in that sense and this year, not just because of this, of this job, but like my own, you know, use as a consumer, I'm like spending money. I buy weed regularly the same way I buy groceries and everything else. So then wanting to be able to see like how, like, what is, what's the weed that I like and what are the experiences that I'm enjoying? And when can I have some that will make me like calm down or be able to focus when I need to write something and and what are the, what's the weed that will make me like zone out and watch a movie because I just want to turn yeah. you know sh to, to to take a break um and that shut her down really, right shut her down <laughs> just you know for a little bit not too long but I I'm grateful for that as, uh, this year as well as like being able to uh be more comfortable with my cannabis use and a little bit less um 
feeling like it's just the chasing the dragon like just trying to get as high as possible all of the time yeah and understanding you know the different parts of the being stoned experience that I like and some that I don't like (laughs) so totally how about this 2020 turned you and I kind of back onto sativas right I know who would have thought I know if you will a high (laughs) very anxious note we love that all right so number one favorite product this year this last year uh, for me, it was can. You know, I had never had a drink, a drinkable cannabis product before. That was my first time. And I drank a lot of them because, again, the microdosing was very, fl- you know, I loved that approach. Um, and they're delicious and cute. Uh, you know, I've talked about can on here before. It's a cute freaking brand. And I was excited to guzzle some down. Yeah, I love that. How about you? <sighs> I think my product of the year would have to be the CBN gummy from Wild. So mm-hmm. it's it's Wild. Um, I really love Wild's gummies in general. They have really great flavor. Um, and they do their strains like based on the flavor. So it's easy to understand their like, you know, brand already when you um because they also have one-to-one gummies or cbd only gummies etc and then just recently they came out with the cbn gummy and cbn is the strongest sedative in cannabis and it is um basically as effective as a low-grade medical sedative and so it is um the best if you are trying to go to sleep or if you have a hard time shutting your brain down like i do um and that it helped me stop being in work mode all the time just like Mm -hmm. having a gummy you know a couple hours before i go to bed yeah and it really just like yeah I've been really interested in trying those. Um, I love wild gummies. I've had a bunch of their other ones. I haven't had those, but lately I'm having a good time sleeping. So it's, I'm feeling a little nervous to try it. Oh, you'll be knocked out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I am very curious and I've, I've seen a lot of great reviews of those particular gummies. So add it to the list. Sweet. For sure. Thank you guys. Uh, Thank you for listening to our 2020 highlights on today's episode of We'd Like to Talk. Little announcement, our Instagram's down. So if you're looking for your old pals, Jamal and Hal, we'll be at our permanent residence, (laughs) (laughs) blackbirdgo.com. No, but seriously, thank you so much for all of your support and the, this podcast is honestly one of the best things to come out of 2020. And I'm really grateful for everyone who's listening and supporting us. Um, and I can't wait for uh, you guys to hear all the stuff we have planned for 2021. Thank you. Yes. Happy New Year. And as we say in Arabic, Kul Am Ent Bekhir. <laughs> <laughs>